0: Hey, freaks, this is Phil with an amazing show for you this week. We have special appearances by Storm Photographer of the Year Tim Baca and Storm Photograph Winner of the Year Scott Peak. And don't forget, our guest is Birmingham TV meteorologist Jill Gillardi.
1: I knew what was happening and, you know, to just know the destruction uh, that was being, you know, caused and then starting to hear those reports. It was just, you know, bone chilling.
0: We'll also be bringing hashtag weatherfools, WX resources, and we've got a wasted weather clip you're going to enjoy. It's all coming up on this episode of the Stormfront Freaks.
2: Going green, <laughs> greenage,
1: saddle up. You got it, boss.
0: Hey, welcome, everybody, to the most entertaining weather podcast. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast. It's a part of the Stormfront Freaks network. Uh, we want to throw out a special thanks to our Patreon members for supporting the show, like our new hurricane-level VIP, Angela Krager. Uh, if you are not a member, my question is, what are you waiting for? We've got some amazing shows coming up soon, and, and we just announced these last episode. Uh, but we have a three-part storm training series coming up. Uh, One show is going to be on storm forecasting two to 30 days out. Uh, We're going to have Skip Talbot and Dr. Victor Gensini is going to be on for that show, which is going to be amazing. Uh, The second show in the series is going to be on storm target forecasting. Uh, We've got Quincy Vagel coming back to the show and also Reed Timmer uh, joining us for that episode. And then the third show in the series is gonna be on storm structure identification. So once you're actually at the storm, being able to identify uh, where it's going, is it starting, is it dying, all that good stuff. Uh, We're gonna have Hank Shima and Rachel Sanner uh, joining us for that one. So this is gonna be amazing. And our Patreon members can watch and chat with us live during our video recording. Uh, They can also get exclusive merch, behind-the-scenes planning documents that we do for every show, and even join us with our guests um, like our VIP members are tonight. So you can get in on all the extras at patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks. I also want to let you guys know the other show in our Stormfront Freaks network is El Ninos. It's the Tornado Hunters podcast. And I, I want to share with you guys, if you're not aware, their most recent episode they just posted last week had guest Tommy Chong. Of Cheech and Chong. Nice. Uh, they had Tommy yeah, Chong man. on the show, which, which was psychedelic just in the discussion. Uh, Dave's the not
3: here, man. <laughs>
0: it was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's the key. If you subscribe to our show, you're also going to get El Nino's as well on the opposite weeks. Uh, so every week you're going to get some great, uh, great weather podcast, but uh, it's always happy hour when we record no different tonight. And it's always one of the best ways to introduce our co-hosts that are joining us this evening um, is to find out what they're drinking. So I'm going to start with MJ, our skyworn coordinator up in Minnesota. Uh, MJ, what do you got? I got
4: a liney summer shandy. I mean, oh, summer good. spirit.
3: I do like that.
0: One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is a good one. We got uh, Maz, our former on-camera meteorologist in Cincinnati and Michigan, as well as Omaha, which we'll find out tonight. But what are you drinking, sir?
3: Go Huskers! I'm drinking, uh, drinking Guinness. There it looks, yeah. You wow. know, I, and it's so funny because I looked, I was passing by, I'd already got the Guinness, and I'm like, oh, there's a summer shandy. Wow! Oh. Next time,
0: so I'm You jealous. put a, a Guinness beer bottle in a can koozie. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> hey, that's cool. It's cold. Shows it off. It shows it off. All right. And then we got Jen, our former social media specialist at the Weather Channel. What are you drinking tonight, Jen?
5: I am drinking hot chocolate, guys. (laughs) I needed well, I couldn't have I'm I'm tired. And so if I had any kind of alcohol, I would probably like fall asleep. So yeah, I'm doing hot chocolate.
0: Whatever excuse works for you every week, Jen. We're always behind you. We'll, we'll support you 100%. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Hey, one, one of the cool things we got tonight, guys. I am so excited. Um, for those of you that aren't aware, this was the first year that we had the Storm uh, Photography of the Year uh, contest. I, I think is what it was called. Storm storm Photography. Storm f- photogra- anyway, it, it was it, what I like is <laughs> it the was network, the up? Stormies. <laughs> That's what I know them as right is the stormies and so they just had this uh, this past spring uh, they basically uh, took all these applicants of, of storm photographs uh, and they I heard they had a ton um, and then they they introduced winners so they had a storm photographer of the year and they had a storm photograph of the year and when you even see the top 10 like 10th place is like you got to be kidding me like It looks like it should be a winner in any other contest, how amazing these shots are. And so we were excited to be able to actually have uh, the winners join us this evening on the podcast. And so uh, we have Storm Photographer of the Year, Tim Baca, is with us, and Storm Photograph Winner of the Year, uh, Scott Peak, who's actually been on the show in the past as well. Uh, welcome, Woo! gentlemen. Thanks for coming on the show.
2: Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us.
0: So I I, I want to start, um, I'm going to start, yeah, I'm going to start with Tim and, and Tim, can you tell me a little bit about what, what were the storm, like what were the stormies? How'd you find out about it?
2: Well, I had seen Michael Vinsky post about it a couple times, leading up to it on Instagram and on Facebook. And I was debating whether I should actually put in. Um, I had been seeing all the other entries that were going in that he would, post up on Instagram and Twitter and finally I decided to to put in and I was joking with him on Twitter after I put in about you know I I shouldn't have after seeing all those and uh he was kind of kind of glad that I had put in he said it was a pretty good <laughs> uh, set of them so <laughs> that kind of put say, my mind a little more at
0: ease. maybe for for those that um, are listening obviously it's a little harder to be able to uh, see these but Tim if if you can maybe share some of the photos that you submitted uh, and and maybe tell us just a quick little background maybe on on some of them that you thought were really good but um, h- how
2: many did you submit uh, I submitted ten of them okay so it was so yeah to 10 kind of go through wanted.
0: those a little bit and, and uh, maybe explain uh, if, if you kind of know where they were from
2: yeah this was in southeast Colorado um what's funny on this one is mike actually got this same exact bolt just from about five miles west of where i was
0: what's a, I, I see one that's obviously got a purple hue to it uh, looks like a highway probably is a lightning shot is that right
2: yeah let me get over here too yeah that's actually over uh i-40 between centrals and took and carry okay after this uh, i follow t- this storm for about another two hours south there Wow.
3: So how many pictures did you take
2: like that day? Oh, on average I take anywhere from 200 to wow, 8 9000 if I'm doing a time lapse on something that's long lived, but that's between two two cameras.
3: Nice. So how and do then, you I mean, are you going frame by frame going, yeah, number 3246, that's that's a picture. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll usually look for lightning or some kind of, some kind of interesting factor that's in there that the others don't have.
0: Scott, Scott's laughing. Cause you know, that that's really how it works. That's basically what you, do. you spend all this time and, and it's, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> they all start looking the same need, after a while.
6: You need to, you need to ask me the same question, how many photos I took from that day alo- from Ashby alone. So you're going to laugh.
0: So, so we will. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up, uh, I'm going to pull up uh, Scott's, Scott's photo of the year that he won on. And, and so Scott, first tell us a little bit about the photograph of the tornado. You got a little rainbow there uh, on a dirt road. T- tell us where this was and a little story about it. And, and then tell us how many, yeah, how many shots you take.
6: <laughs> okay. So like, um, this is probably like maybe 15 minutes into the tornado's life cycle. And um, I had turned east to get back to the tornado since there was a lake in the way and it was messing up the road options that I uh, was trying <laughs> to find. So uh, as soon as I ter- took that turn, I saw that I saw that frame in my brain, in my head, and was like, I need to get this shot. I need to get out of the car and take this. So I got out of the car and j- just did two clicks and then got back in uh, because – Here's the deal. I only took five photos that day, and this was Whoa. one of them. This was probably number two. Um, but well, here's the deal: when you're doing videography and photography at the same time, very difficult because you're kind of you have to keep that camera uh, just framed right. And I was live on the Weather Channel trying to get uh, the framing right, you know. And so there's a lot going on, but I was able to take get two shots of this, and uh, the one here that uh, you're seeing uh, was uh, shot number two, and you can see the road just going down and disappearing underneath the rainbow, and if you look closely uh, on the left-hand side of the road, you, you can actually see the damage path of the tornado uh, at, before it crossed the road, um, wow. and oh I didn't even gosh. notice You can actually see the path of the tornado uh right in front of the uh uh, right just right of the rainbow and it it goes across underneath the rainbow um before that hill kind of obscures it
3: so is it heading to the left side of the picture
6: Uh, ask that again
3: is it is it heading to the left side of the picture
6: yeah it crossed from it went from right to left across the photo yeah
5: Wow. That is just amazing, Scott. Just the rainbow, the road, the damage path, and the blue sky and the sunshine, too. It's so the crazy. Rainbow.
6: Man. Thank you. So, yeah. So just... here,
0: here's the ultimate question I want to ask both of you, uh, winners. What what'd you win? What'd you get? <laughs> is it so, just pride or did uh, you actually get something?
6: We got some money. No, go ahead, Scott. <laughs> yeah. So we got um uh Mike and the guys, uh, both Mikes and uh, the other guys, um, uh, awarded us. Uh, we got our uh, photo of the year, and he got us, uh Tim got his uh, photographer of the year award. Uh, we got a framed photo, uh, a metal uh, photo frame of the picture that we uh, that won, and um, a few other goodies. So we got a Davis Instrument air quality sensor and a lightning trigger. So and I'm definitely definitely been using lightning trigger. So that's that's actually been a very useful um, got it uh, cool. prize so, for sure. But was, and and of course the money the money's nice. Uh, that helps sure. pay for more equipment <laughs> and for <laughs> hotels. Uh you both um, are
0: welcome by the way, because I entered the contest too and obviously didn't win squat. So uh you're welcome (laughs) for the money you got because uh I probably pitched in a little bit on that. (laughs) Now you have you have
3: have everything in that picture. If you looked in the extreme lower left, I think you even have a UFO in that shot too. I don't know how you got everything in there. But I'm like, (laughs) what the heck was that? See that lower left. Yeah. That's a UFO. <laughs> That's There's a Sasquatch in there too, and a unicorn. If you look <laughs> I know. I'm like, what don't you have in this shot?
0: Cool. <laughs> well, hey guys, I I appreciate you jumping on. Uh, hope 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 you can stay on here as we uh, get to Jill. Uh, but definitely, congratulations. You guys did some amazing work. Um, and and I'll, I'll be honest, Scott. I I you know I knew about some of your stuff, Tim. It was great to see your stuff and be introduced to someone new that I hadn't seen before. And I look forward to following you uh, here on out. So great job, guys. Thank you. All right, Maz, I'm going to flip it over to you. Let's get to our our guest tonight.
3: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, we have Jill Gillardi tonight, meteorologist at WBRC-TV in Birmingham, Alabama. Jill joined WBRC in 2013. Now she has about 15 plus years of experience as a broadcast meteorologist, serving audiences in St. Joseph, known as St. Joe and Springfield, Missouri, as well as Omaha, Nebraska. That's my hometown right there. She started storm chasing in 2008 and even uh, worked for a storm chasing company called Extreme Chase Tours. She earned her bachelor's degree in meteorology at Lyndon State College in Vermont, now let's see who else was from Linden state. Oh, that would be the weather channel. Jim Cantore. That's right. He's from there. Yep. And, uh, one of the toughest TV days for Jill was May 22nd, 2011, the day of the Joplin E F five. Now, before I ask you about Joplin, I got to ask you, what are you drinking? Jill? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm,
1: it's, you know, it's a secret though. um, you know, I like a little Malibu black. If you've had Malibu before, before, if you like the next step up, you go with Malibu black. And then um, I don't drink a lot of soda because I know a lot of people say, you shouldn't be drinking diet soda. But um, I have a diet <laughs> Dr. Pepper cream soda. It's really good. Nice. So, just, wow. nice And that's in a
3: there. huge glass, too. So I got to ask, uh, you know, <laughs> Joplin was a tough time for everybody. Did you start <laughs> drinking after Joplin or like, what, what
2: was no, that? It was day well,
1: well before that. Well before that. Um, no, I mean, Joplin, that was, I have had something more recent Well, 2014, we had the snowmageddon here in Birmingham. So that has replaced the most significant, you know, event that I've covered in my career. But Joplin, I remember that day, like it was yesterday. I mean, of course we had the big outbreak, April 27th, 2011, and then then we had, you know, the Joplin tornado. Uh, that particular day, you know, it was on a weekend, I'm pretty sure. And we had our chief meteorologist at the time, he was starting to give tours, uh, storm chase tours. So he was actually out in Kansas and coming, you know, back behind that system. And so everyone else was, you know, it's busy, it's the weekend and so this thing you know flares up and you know you knew on radar once you saw the ball of debris cuz we learned i mean we never saw so many balls of debris like we did on April 27th so as soon as i saw that you know i got chills when i was talking live on tv even though it's just out of our dma it was just out of you know the springfield market but of course you have counties next in line that would be impacted so i knew what was happening and you know to just know the destruction that was being, you know, caused and then starting to hear those reports. It was just, you know, bone chilling. So, uh, yeah, that was very significant in my career in terms of, you know, covering something that was just so devastating. Those before and after pictures, yeah. I mean, just mind-blowing.
0: Did you, had, had you done any tornado, live tornado coverage yet prior to that?
1: Maybe a little bit. You know, I was still kind of green with all that. Um, you know, talk about nerves and things like that, having to cut in, you know, wasn't something I did all the time. Um, but certainly there were moments that I would, you know, do some cut-ins, but mainly, maybe I was just sitting down during a cut-in. It didn't mean I always was at the uh, weather wall, but boy, things have changed. I mean, that was just seems like such a long time ago. Wait a minute, it was such a long time ago. So <laughs> yeah, a lot has well, you- changed and I've been through many, many more different types of events
3: even though it was such a long time ago, do you remember that day, like even leading up to it? Because a lot of times like schools, you know, the teachers, like the kids were just wacky that day of the big EF4, EF5, you know, do you remember that day or did it all of a sudden just come on you?
1: I think it just came on very suddenly. I don't think anyone expected what transform that day. I mean, I remember, what was it? Mike Bettis from the Weather Channel was out there. And I mean, I was like watching the Weather Channel like a junkie. I mean, that's what you do. Right, Jennifer. <laughs> so, yes. um, yeah, I mean, I was, uh, watching live coverage from him. Um, you know, just seeing the destruction personally, I never drove out there to see it cause I just, I'm not one to, I want to see all that. I saw enough on TV. I mean, I just, I don't want to hear, people upset. I mean, that's the one thing about storm chasing that I try not to get too close because I don't want to see just how... Devastating it could be. Now, you know, if I were to show up on the scene, of course I would help out. Um, But usually, you know, my role as a storm chaser for, you know, TV stations has been, you know, a safe distance for everyone because I'm going to freak out the, you know, photographer that's with me, Um, you know, and just to visualize, show people what is actually happening because once they see it, then they'll believe it more and actually, you know, maybe take shelter. Uh, Some people just like whatever. We hear warnings all the time. But, that day i really think it was a surprise how it all morphed together i just i remember how it looked on radar it was like just it was so rain wrapped and you know people they just saw this wall that looked like rain to them they had no clue that it was just this gigantic tornado so that was the other thing about uh it was just like oh yeah look at that reflectivity and then you switch over to velocity like oh my goodness and then that ball of debris i mean i'm getting chills right now Talk about it it doesn't go away it's like it it's the same feeling.
5: Well, I think it was like, um, and Scott, I think you were out there. We've got Garrett who was saying the rate and speed at which the Joplin tornado condensed is crazy. It went from like EF2 to EF5 within like 60 seconds or something like like your video and so many others, like it was small, like spinning tornadoes. And all of a sudden it just literally condensed into this massive wedge. Can you explain what you saw Scott on that day?
6: I mean, you you pretty much explained it just how I saw it. It was it it pretty much formed. I uh, I went back and watched the video again and counted, and it took 25 seconds to go from a dancing board to see in the field to uh, pretty much a wedge tornado. Um, and it it just and yeah, it it was quick. I've never seen I've never seen a transition in a, a tornado like that in my life. So that was the first time I've ever seen that.
5: That's so crazy. And so Jill, yeah. I've got a question leading yeah. up to that tornado, because that tornado was after April 27th. How how was April 27th for you? Um, how was that outbreak for Springfield and the general region? And then how was the audience, like, if there was ever a thunderstorm or severe thunderstorm, were they extra freaked out about storms um, going, you know? little bit more scared. Yeah.
1: I mean, there wasn't a lot of time in between because, you know, it was like barely what a month. And, um, you know, as a meteorologist, I just remember all of us, uh, gathering together and, you know, you're just glued to the television and, you know, of course watching the weather channel. And, um, and I remember seeing the, the debris coming down in Birmingham, watching that live coverage. And I was just mind blown by, the radar reflectivity. I mean, these, another ball of debris, I just remember the ball debris just stuck out like crazy. And then to see the live view of, you know, the tornado coming into Tuscaloosa, but then to watch all those videos from either chasers or those that like, you know, they're outside their apartment. I mean, these horizontal vortices I had never seen so many in my life, you know, watching video, I'm not saying in person, but you know, it was, Totally different kind of, of beasts of storms uh, that occurred down in in Alabama, and you know, then to get to the place of working in Birmingham and be like, oh my gosh, it just passed just north of this downtown. I mean, just scary, scary close. But I really don't you know, Joplin, again, it was just outside of the Springfield market. So, you know, I know people were heightened and aware, but, um, I didn't really hear much else, you know, at at that point, but again, we're talking a while ago. So you're having me jog my memory. (laughs) I remember all that.
3: (laughs) So going to school up in Vermont and then being in Omaha and the Plains and Tornado Alley, and then being down in Birmingham. So what was it like with Snowmageddon? I mean, because you're you you know, you're from Vermont and you're like snows all the time, you know, and then you get the snowstorms in the Midwest. But down in Birmingham, you know, tell us about that day or that day. (laughs) I actually
1: grew up in Massachusetts. Um Ah. grew up in Massachusetts, went to college in Vermont, uh started my TV career in Saint Joe. And so I just remember like like me and my dad, we drove all the way across country. All I had on me was like um, yeah, a chair, a table that, you know, the legs unscrew and my clothes. Like I literally had to start from scratch and seeing the big sky. Now I'll call it big sky. Now I make it makes sense because, you know, you grew up in the northeast. There's so many trees. You hardly get a good view of the sky. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I could see forever, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, you go from in St. Joe, you had, you know, your winter storms. But I was only there about a year and a half. Then I went down to Springfield for six years. So we had you know, severe weather, but half the time there was like, I called it the Gilardi curse. It was more so if I left town, the curse was for the others because <laughs> bad weather always hit. I would be missing tornado outbreaks like, I'm trying to concentrate on being with my family in Massachusetts and I can't because I've got all this stuff going on and I've got friends and it's hard to, you know, just completely disconnect. And so, you know, and then we had our fair share of, you know, winter storms. We had the ice storm of, I think it was like 2007. That was insane. Uh, beautiful, but insane uh, to be without power. And then I went to Omaha for two years and of course you're going to have blizzards and Oh my gosh, so cold, but you have all the, everything at your fingertips from road temperatures to travel conditions. So I started off two weeks in Birmingham and I was actually supposed to be, I was off and I think it was on a Tuesday and I, They were like, Jill, you know, just come in and maybe you can do some live shots. And we anticipated that it was going to be a dusting. Now, I did not look at the forecast ahead of time because I'm not thinking I need to be looking at the forecast for getting a dusting. And um, everything was shifted. All the, you know, equipment was shifted down into Montgomery. That's where the anticipated, you know, worse weather is going to set up. So that morning um, I happened to have a, an all wheel drive, a truck. So I brought that into work. Cause I'm like, okay, we got a big hill to go up. If anyone's ever been to Birmingham and the TV stations, I mean, that is red mountain. It's, it's like going up a thousand feet. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm set. You know, if something happens, it started to snow a little bit and I get in the building and West white is in there. I'm like, what's going on, man. He's like, I don't know. This stuff's getting a little crazy. And, all of a sudden I mean talk about a flash freeze I mean I had never heard of the term really I never experienced it and we have all these cameras everywhere and I'm seeing like people just spinning off the road and I'm like what is going on and so I started looking at some of the data I'm like oh yeah it looks like this band's gonna persist and uh but it was like 19 degrees and we had you know exceptionally cold air that doesn't usually happen down there and um, so we had that flash uh, freeze effect where the compaction of people traveling on the road melted a little bit and then it froze instantly. So uh-huh. you had what looked like a horror movie. And so our chief couldn't make it in. He tried. Um, by about four something in the afternoon after his second attempt, I looked at Wes and we're like, we're we're here for the long haul. Uh, luckily I had a, an extra change of clothes, but I slept on like... Like a body size cot for like two hours. I had just like a nap and then we were back on the air in the morning. So that was my first time being forced to stay at a TV station to sleep over. And I mean, there were cars just everywhere. I mean, for a couple of days after that, it was really cold still. So there was ice still, uh, abandoned cars. I mean, again, it was just like a horror movie. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, is this really happening? But, and then the funny part was, I'm like, where are the road sensors? Jill, we don't have those down here. Well, where, what's the, you know, travel never, map, what's the conditions like out there? We don't have anything like that. I'm like, oh my, god, like everything that I was so used to, <laughs> having right at my fingertips, I'm like, right. oh my gosh. You know, so a lot wow. has changed since then. We've got, you know, the laser temperature sensors and we start, you know, focusing on forecasting what the roads might do. Cause it's like, that's really what it how came much, down to, you know?
6: How much snow was there when it was all said and done?
1: It was like an inch and a half. It was like nothing.
6: <laughs> <laughs> but it oh just God. turned <laughs> into,
1: a just, uh, but we have hills. I mean, no one really yeah. thinks about it in Alabama unless you've been here. Yeah. It is very hilly. It kind of reminds me a little bit of New Hampshire a little bit, lots of trees. Mm. Um. Mm-hmm. So, and people, they don't know how to A driving it and B if you have ice on a hill, no one can drive in that. Um, and then they were like spewing out little bits of sand. I'm like, what is this sand going to do? I'm like nothing. Like it's too late. It was just, it was just a perfect recipe for a disaster. So people to this day, I mean, they're, they're traumatized from that. So whenever there's a chance for snow, well, what about that time? Like you never live in. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> now. It's, just, it's not. <laughs> well, I'll tell crazy. you what, everybody,
0: it's, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, the tornado trackers are going to be sharing their audio diary uh, of when they chased Hurricane Dorian on this edition of Tracker Chat. But uh, we're going to be right back with more from Jill. So hang on. Mm-hmm.
7: Welcome to Tracker Chat, the storm chasing podcast, I'm Jeremy Heyman, your host. This week we've got a special episode, Uh, my chasing partners Jeff Mangum and Gabe Cox were on the road this week chasing Hurricane Dorian. Uh, It's a special episode, kind of a travel log, you'll hear from Gabe Cox as he describes his and Jeff Mangum's time attempting to chase this hurricane, so take it away Gabe.
8: It is September 2nd. its six in the morning. Hurricane Dorian is just absolutely wrecking the Bahamas right now, moving officially at one mile an hour as a Category 5 over the islands. Uh, some of the forecast models are still showing the eye wall brushing the Florida coast, so we're going to continue to Cape Canaveral. Still too close to call where that landfall is going to be, uh, but because it's so close, we're gonna we're gonna give it a go. We're gonna keep trekking. It is 6:10 on September 2nd, and we are in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. We drove all through the night last night and most of the day today to get here. And the forecast for Hurricane Dorian continues to be very complex. It seems more and more likely that the hurricane is going to stay off the Florida coast but be very 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 close. So we are hanging out in Jacksonville but it's keeping us on our toes for sure. It is 10 a.m. on September 3rd. We are waking up in Jacksonville Beach but it looks like Hurricane Dorian is going to pass well offshore here. Um, So we are looking at forecast models this morning and determining whether a jog north to North Carolina is in order, and it looks like that's probably going to be what we do next. It's about 2 p.m. on September 4th, um, and we drove through the night last night into Charleston, South Carolina, where Hurricane Dorian is forecast to make a very close brush by the city. Uh, Parts of Charleston lie below sea level, and so the storm surge event here could be one of the top five worst in the city's history. So we've decided that this is going to be our spot to document the storm as it goes by. We have scouted out multiple parking garages throughout the city. We found one that we really like. We're going to start here and see what happens tonight. We actually just got a warning on our phones that said to evacuate immediately because of changes in Hurricane Dorian forecast track. We're going to go ahead and log off here and see what those changes may be. It's 5 a.m. on the 5th and Dorian is getting very close to Charleston and had one of those unexpected situations pop up. I uh, about two hours ago started feeling a bit nauseous and sure enough uh, got sick to my stomach here in the parking garage and had to pass out for about an hour. Um, just had to take it easy. I think it was a combination of exhaustion from several days worth of tracking the storm and dehydration. Uh, but now the uh, the eyes getting closed. I'm feeling a little bit better, a little bit weak, but got to push through. It's, Keep documenting this thing, because it's it's almost right on top of us. All right, it's about four in the afternoon here in uh, North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and the intense rain bands are just finally catching up to us after we travel northeast uh, from Charleston. It's been a very, very long day. Um, traveling and getting to position and scouting all on very little sleep over the past several days. This has certainly been a grind of a hurricane chase, but we have made it to where we think we're going to ride out the storm. Not positive, but it looks as though the eye may not even get on shore near Wilmington, so we're not certain that we want to go that far north. Yeah, this has been a grind. We're exhausted but we're, we're here we're filming all right i'm not even sure what time it is it's sometime in the evening but we're as close as we're going to get to dorian on this chase um we are in the outer uh eye wall um so not the most intense part of the eye wall but things are getting pretty crazy around here we're in north myrtle beach south carolina and after days and days of tracking this storm and trying to get in position, we finally made it as close as we think we can. The wind gusts here are getting pretty significant. This is going to be our closest approach right now. Huge gusts coming through. Wow. Um, we're currently seeing small bits of debris go flying. Um, we're seeing roof shingles getting ripped off. There's a fence that's about to get blown over. We've seen it almost go here. A stop signs are wiggling loose. We've seen a, a large aluminum sign go flying. It's been a journey to get here, but we're in position. We're capturing the footage that we set out to capture and we're making the best of what was one of the harder tropical systems that our team has ever chased. Well, Hurricane Dorian officially made landfall today in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, uh, September 6th. We did not drive the additional, I believe it would have been six hours or more to get there. Uh, After Myrtle Beach and our close brush with Dorian, we were pretty exhausted and pretty wiped. So we actually treated ourselves to a hotel. It was a rare occasion for the tornado trackers who normally sleep in their car. Um, and we slept hard. This was one of the most grueling storm chases we have had following the storm up the East Coast. And it basically teasing us up from St. Augustine, Florida, through Georgia, through South Carolina, almost into North Carolina. We were pretty close where we were. And to have the eye only what 20 to 30 miles offshore at some points obviously hoping to get into the eye um see the the sun come out in the eye that's always a dream for a storm chaser but it's one of those things where you know we're we're hoping to experience the worst of the storm but really hoping that it turns out well for everyone in the path um but yeah i think overall no regrets we're gonna um remember this one for sure and we're looking forward to our next chase opportunity
7: thanks so much for joining us on tracker chat this week for a special hurricane dorian edition Uh, look for our footage of hurricane dorian on our youtube page youtube.com slash tornado trackers you can find us all over the web Uh, just search tornado trackers i'm sure you'll find us Uh, thanks to the stormfront freaks guys for for hosting our tiny little podcast Uh, And we will see you next time. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat.
0: Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Birmingham TV meteorologist Jill Gilardi, uh joins us. And and Jill, so you started your TV career kind of in the central part of the United States. What, what really took you down to good old sweet home Alabama because you're from <laughs> New Hampshire? I mean, what took you down there? It's kind of a curious move, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, you never would imagine. I mean, I'm from Massachusetts, went to college in Vermont. Um, You know, you basically have to have in your brain that you're going to have to move pretty much anywhere when you start off. So St. Joseph, Missouri is where I started off, uh, up down to Springfield, Missouri, moved within the company. And uh, then, you know, they went in a different direction. So I went in a different direction and saw a job opening up in Omaha, uh, drove all the way up for that interview and was uh, basically told I'm hired. So um, just had to wait a couple weeks. weeks, uh, was there for two years and then it was time to, I was not very happy after a while there. So I had to move on. Um, and what ended up happening was I tried to find, you know, a job of my own. I had like an interview in Raleigh and it didn't work out. And then I decided, well, maybe I'll go the agent route. And so before I went the agent route, this is just a weird story. Like when you talk about things meant to be, I was meant to be in Birmingham, Alabama, never thought about that. But, um, so I had made like a little YouTube reel, but I didn't set it to private. It was public. And so out of the blue, this guy emails me out of, you know, the Birmingham area. And he's like, oh my gosh, you know, there's a job opening at Fox Six. You should totally apply for it. I think you'd be perfect for it. I'm like, oh, thank you very much. But in my brain, I'm like, I'm not going to Birmingham, Alabama. Like, anyway, so that was just, that happened, hired an agent, (laughs) and he didn't really tell me where he was applying. So whenever I got the phone call, I was at work at the time up in Omaha, and it said Birmingham, Alabama, and I was like, oh my goodness. You got to be kidding me! But anyway, so um, I was like, "Jill, have an open mind, you know, hear it out." And you know, it sounded like a good opportunity. Again, it was like weekends initially, and I was like, "I don't want to do it." But then, you know, they're like a lot of storm chasing. Like, well, I'd like to come down for an interview if you're interested. And they were like, "Well, we're all done." So um, flew down there and nailed the interview and got off of the job basically that day too. So it's just uh, kind of crazy. And then I went through my email, found that dude and I was like, man, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one that, you know, you, you said I'd be right for it. And this is just crazy. I don't know who you are and like how you knew, but um, it's just, um, it's, it's just really crazy where life takes you. So um, yeah, while I miss my family and I would love to be close to them, um, it's, you know, not always realistic. That's going to happen. So this is actually um, Birmingham is the longest place I've lived for my TV career seven years now. So I've created mm-hmm. you know I have friends that are family and so unless there's some magical job that opens up in the Northeast that yeah I'll, I'll be staying here for a while. So
3: do you say friends that are family?
1: Yeah, they're like <laughs> they're like. Framily. See, I'm drinking out of my Framily cup. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's what I call
9: them.
3: Family. Hey, when yep. you were we were on the break, you were talking about in Birmingham, because we had like two weather people in Omaha at Channel 3. And Did I hear you say you have like six meteorologists? Mm-hmm. What the heck?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Spoiled. I know. I remember back in the day working in Springfield like, maybe almost a month straight December, I remember working like pretty much 25 days straight. Cause there was only like three of yeah. us, you know? Right. And yeah. you, so you did a lot of like working not two weeks straight, seven days straight, you know, now it's like you want off that. Okay, cool. You know, let's figure out who's going to work. And so now that we're dropping down to five, it's like, Oh my goodness. What are we going to do? You know? <laughs> but yeah. Hopefully it won't last long. Um, but I had planned some vacation time. So I'm, I'm taking a, i I've been to camping now. I've got a camper, uh, an RV. So because of the pandemic that had uh, changed how I was gonna be able to see family. And so last year I, you know, went all the way up to Massachusetts and with the, a smaller camper, now I have a bigger one. So the first two weeks in August, I'll be uh, visiting family through that, that route. Maybe next year I'll fly, so.
3: Must be Western oh, Mass awesome. cause I'm not hearing an accent.
1: <laughs> well, you better not, because I had to get rid of it for TV. So, no, I'm actually from Eastern Math. Do you want me to talk like I'm from, you know, doing the weather? up there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like lobster. Yeah. Pick my father up at the park. Yeah. No. Um, it feels weird to do it, but. <laughs>
9: does it come back? Uh,
1: ask- river?
3: <laughs> When you go home, does it come back?
1: It will, a couple of words, but it sticks out like a sore thumb because I remember when I was in college, my professor was like, okay, you go practice at the wall and I'll be back in a minute. So I was like, and the warm <laughs> front is coming up from the south. And she was like, Joe, what is that? I'm like, w- warm, you know, like training yourself <laughs> to not talk a certain way that you talked all your life was very challenging. And you have to hear yourself constantly say it. So... You know, I remember just that one day, like I was in Springfield, Missouri, and I'm on the air, and I was like, "In the river," and I was like, you know, "Like you just want to like vomit because you like, I just said river, not river. Like it just just stuck out. So <laughs> it takes a while, but I'll 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 relax a little bit. Um, but it's it's rare that it's going to come out anymore. Now I'm just sound like a bunch of everywhere pretty much. So.
5: Jill, I have to ask you really quick um, about your chasing, working for Extreme Chase Tours. What was that like and what did you do for them?
1: Yeah, that was really a cool opportunity. Uh, My late friend, uh, Jim Sellers, uh, he was a head of Skywarn uh, down in uh, Springfield, Missouri, I don't know if anyone knows of him, but, you know, he passed a couple of years ago. Uh, but he was good friends with Lanny Dean. And so he connected me with him and it just basically gave me an opportunity to, you know, experience, you know, what this whole, you know, chasing with a group that, you know, pays money to for you to kind of direct them and um, show them crazy weather. So uh, basically I went and help them out about two or three times. I mean, so I was in Springfield; they were out of close to Oklahoma City, so it you know had to work out just right. But um, certainly, you know, we saw a large a tornado. One of the times, that a guy just randomly is like, "Hey, take me on a tour today." And it was like a probably you know a, a level ten kind of day, like it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> and we had what? Okay, so just after the outbreak uh, for April 27th, 2011, we had in May, I mean, it was really quiet right after that. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately we had a group from South Africa that flew wow. out. So this husband and wife, and there was nothing. We, we had absolutely, it was a week of clear skies. So I think okay. we went to the Wizard of Oz Museum one day uh we ended the tour early because there was nothing there was nothing to chase, so um yeah, that was kind of crazy and then of course, you know what- a couple of weeks later, then we had the Joplin tornado. so yep, yeah. that was uh pretty much it and then you know, once you move up to Omaha and you're so far away, it just you know I stopped uh doing that, and I just became more of a chaser for the t v stations.
5: Have you ever been like chased oh it's
0: uh, that's okay we'll, we'll quickly let it's coming it's not here quite yet so go ahead and ask, ask
9: last <laughs> question again.
5: almost here uh jill have you ever chased a hurricane or been covered a hurricane
1: not professionally oh. <laughs> you know as a kid of course we had dri- drive to the beach and but no i'm, I'm too much of a chicken with uh, hurricanes, honestly, like I'll do maybe a tropical storm, maybe a Cat One, but I don't want to have the potential of being stuck somewhere, and especially with ten animals, and I don't want to be really in that. So no, I have not dappled, but you know, as if something's you know, close to me, me screen and screen. I can see, huh? You know, you
6: you know, okay, that's you know, too
0: late, screen. Maz. It's here, uh, all right, guys. It's yeah, here. <laughs> Sorry. So that's the sound. It's time for our lightning round. Uh, So this is our game show of flashy and brilliant questions. We always play along with our guests, uh, and we always invite everybody to play along with us as well. Um, So you're going to like this, Jill. You set it up pretty good because you talked about your 10 animals. You got five dogs, five cats. Um, So I thought this would be a a fun opportunity uh, to play a game that I call Will My Pet Kill Me?
7: Whoa. Oh my god! Well, my pet
0: well, kill me? So th- well we're gonna, we're gonna kind of play this a little bit like uh, Family Feud, okay? So I'm gonna stick uh, Jill. I'm gonna have you, Scott, and Tim on one team, and then I'm gonna put our freaks, MJ, Jen, and Maz, uh, on the other team. You're going down. And so we're gonna play it like Family <laughs> Feud, and we'll start. Jill, we'll start with your team. You can be the captain, and what this is based off of is uh the cdc's um average number of deaths per year by animals like so so we have a list here and you have to tell me which animals are on the list that are most likely to probably kill you it's the
3: uplifting part of the show
0: this yeah oh this is good times this is always fun that's right so And and you have three strikes, right? We'll play it like that, so so I'll just go Jill and Scott and Tim and Jill, Scott, Tim, up until you get three strikes. And if you don't get all, all of them on the board, what do we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's nine on the board. If you don't get them all, then I'm going to go to the freaks, and they have a chance, and if they can still pick one that hasn't been uh, picked yet on the board, they win. If they don't, or if you pick them all... You guys win, right? Just like Family Feud. So you ready? Little thing.
1: Well, I have a quick question. What kind of animals are we talking? Just, just wild animals.
0: animals or just pets? It, it can be any. Huh? I said, will my pet kill me? But who knows? You might have a pet, you know, anteater, right? It's possible. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, anteater is not on the list, right? Yeah, but say I'm just that saying, one. right? No, these are just general, general <laughs> animals. It could be wildlife. It could be pets. Who knows? Right. So you're I'm going to start with animals. you, Jill. What's that, Scott?
9: Okay, no that wasn't me, <laughs> okay
0: uh, so, so Joe, I'll start with you. Uh, top nine answers on the board what, what what do you think what kind of animal is most
1: likely Sorry. to kill you? <laughs> Are we talking reptiles too?
2: Yeah, that's an animal yep.
1: okay, I'm gonna go with the rattlesnake. Mm.
0: so there that would be snakes and lizards. Snakes and lizards. That was, uh, what do we got, like number six on the board. Number oh. six on the board. All right, Scott, you're up. Animals, uh, animals, or, um, yeah, um, animals kind of covers
6: a lot. What's going to kill you? Gosh, man, I'm on the spot. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I ugh. um oh, for bear. Bear, I mean, yeah. no,
0: too, 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 too late. Uh, Jen, Helping. you're not on their team, but I know. I know. I okay. <laughs> hey, right. uh, Tim, I'm gonna. So, that's one strike. So, Tim, you're up. What do you got?
2: Uh, big cats, lions, and yeah, okay, yep, what uh, really? Not
0: really, on that's list. Yep. surprising. It's not, so that's two strikes. Jill, back good, to you. <sighs>
1: I don't know, like a, a shark.
0: Shark. What? Shark is on the list. That's number nine on the list. So just to Good let you shark. know, the average death, <laughs> the average number of deaths per year from snakes and lizards are six. Average number of deaths per year from sharks one. All right, mm-hmm. so you still got uh, seven on the board, Scott. My back pet to you, shark.
6: Come on, I don't say, Come on. And this can be any, any kind of animal, right? Yeah. <laughs> I. Okay, like, how about a cow? <laughs> oh.
9: Yeah. Well, That's brother. Right 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 yeah. yeah. Def- now I
6: don't know what to say. Cow,
0: cows kill 20 people a year.
4: Oh wow,
1: my God.
4: Are you serious? We yep. kind Good of kickers. get back at them, though, don't they we? Because they're yet. tasty. Mo- mostly farmers, <laughs> right?
0: Mostly farmers, yeah, and these aren't traffic deaths. These are literally you get run over, you get kicked, you get something by a cow, but uh, 20 deaths per year by cows. All right, Tim, back up to you. We got uh, six still left on the board.
2: How about horses? Mm. Horses?
0: Oh. are not on the list so that's three strikes oh no. no. so freaks i'm going to turn it over to you mj is yeah. your captain so i'll wait for the actual answer from mj right. but what do you guys think?
5: what do you got some
4: thickened spiders spider that was my alligators
5: cover. and crocodiles
4: Ooh. oh yeah <laughs> boy Can i want to i want to say spider but Boy, that's good too. What do you think, Maz? Or Jen? Should we do spider or you want to do
5: we'll, we'll do spiders? I was gonna say spider. All right, let's
4: too. go spider. Spider, spider. Spiders.
0: It is spiders.
4: They're going down.
0: Freaks wins. <laughs> the so spiders were spiders were number five.
2: Okay.
3: Number
0: five on the list. All right, let me go through the rest. What you guys missed. Number one, 58 deaths a year from bees, wasps, or hornets. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, uh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Number two, Jill, 28 deaths a year from dogs.
3: Uh Uh, (laughs) Better feed feed (laughs) (laughs) them.
0: Number four, uh, cows were three with 20. Number four, um, non-venomous insects, nine deaths a year. You guys got spiders at seven, snakes and lizards at six, and the last two, uh, bears, one. Alligators oh, one, get that and time. and you had gotten sharks at one. So wow,
5: nice. Hey.
0: So good job, guys. That was actually. <laughs> I still can't believe Scott <laughs> got cows. That that, uh, <laughs> that, was good. that was for really sure good. that would be. Garrett's really fall hippos.
6: Guy, you
0: know. Oh, here, here's <laughs> what I sh- I should have led this. I think I did say this was U.S. deaths. Garrett uh, said hippos, but I don't know how many hippos uh, we got. Oh, they're the mean.
3: Class. They are mean. But really? hey, you could have a you could have oh, a hippo yeah.
0: for a pet, right? So, uh, Jill, do, do me a favor. Tell people uh, where they can find you on social media.
1: Well, you have a pick. Uh, you have uh, Instagram, uh, Jill Gelardi, It's real easy. Twitter, at Jill Gilardi, or Facebook, Jill Gilardi, WBRC. There you go. Nice and wow. easy. Nice. Okay, hey, so yeah. pick a
0: winner there. Uh, Tim, how about <laughs> you? Where can people find you on social media or any of your work?
2: Uh, on Timbaca Weather on Facebook, Instagram and or uh, Timbaka Photography on Facebook and Instagram and timbaca Weather on Twitter and Timbacophotography.com.
6: Cool. OK, good. And then uh, Scott, what about you? <laughs> yes. Uh, Scott Peak Weather on uh, Facebook and YouTube uh, and also on uh, Twitter as well.
2: Awesome. Hey, Tim. All right, well, guys.
3: Hold What's on. That, T- does any of your friends ever like nickname, call you chewy? No.
2: no <laughs>
3: well, No, one no guy Chewbacca, at work. Yeah.
2: No Chewbacca <laughs> jokes
3: in there at all. <laughs> one guy at work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one guy at work. That's <laughs> like Maz that, uh, <laughs> <spent>. but, <laughs> Hey, you guys all know it is summertime and it is hurricane season, uh, with Elsa coming through it. Helicity.co slash S F F. They've got a huge selection of weather and hurricane theme merchandise Uh, including Stormfront Freaks uh, shirts, beverage containers, Jill, uh, stickers. They got some great stuff. Go to helicity.co slash SFF, and you will earn 5% off your entire order, no matter what it is. Uh, But if you click on the Brands tab, that's where you're going to find all your Stormfront Freaks favorites. Again, that's helicity.co slash SFF. Hey, it's time for our final break. Uh, We're going to be prepping... Uh, here back, backstage for our hashtag WeatherFools. We've got our WX resources and we're pulling up a new wasted weather clip that you're not going to want to miss. So we'll see you in a moment.
9: Hi, this is extreme meteorologist Free Timmer, and you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks Podcast.
4: Let's take a drive under the
3: moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon. Awesome. Time now for Weather Fools. If you've been watching this for a while, you know there's some dumb people we're about to show you. Okay, but for those of you who don't know, these are people that are doing some uh, uh, less than perfect and intelligent things. In certain type of weather phenomena, that's my science side of things. Okay, so to kick things off here for tonight, MJ. You got some viewers that have some uh, contributions.
4: I I do, and in this first one that comes to us from uh, Luna Light, uh, checks in again. It's been oh, yeah. a little while, Christine, our friend in Germany, since she's shared one. Um, But this is a, another one of those good examples of turn, turn around, don't drown. And this is a raging, in Germany, a raging, raging uh, flooded street. And you can watch them drive right into it just like oh they should.
5: Oh, my gosh. Whoa.
4: Almost completely underneath. And I'll play one more time. Almost completely underwater is the front end of that oh, SUV. Foam. Just incredible. Is, is that foam? foam? Yeah, I know. I think it is. That's,
5: yep, I, oh, I, my I, God. Did yeah, they get through it?
4: Do I don't know? know. It stops, right? I don't know. Question mind. mark. <laughs> so you figure out.
0: cliffhanger <laughs> to episode two,
2: right?
4: <laughs> if, if, I, if I look at it right where it is right now, I'm going to say, I don't think they're going to yeah. make it. But, you know, you, it's hard yeah, to Engine say. lock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so turn no around, way. don't drown. Uh, and then our second one comes from our friend Joe Mays, uh, who submitted this one. Uh, and the, the, the caveat to it is it says real, or question mark, or fake, question mark. But it says regardless, don't swim during thunderstorms. And so Looks you like can Sid watch. Vicious, yeah, yeah. The Sex pistols. And so he's gonna he's gonna jump into the pool and he's lining it up and he says, "Watch this! I'm I'm swimming in the rain." And just as he jumps in, there's a lightning oh, hole.
9: and then he jumps wow. back out.
4: I mean, he kind of react. He it's a, it's well done if it's fake. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have to say, I can do that one more time. I think. I,
0: I don't think he'd 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 jump out of the water that fast
4: if that was right, real. Right, right. Anybody?
9: Yeah. Did it hit yeah. the pool?
4: He well, it, it looks like it's right beyond the it looks like it's oh right beyond God. the pool. Okay? Gosh. Yeah. So yeah. Again, real or fake, uh, don't swim when it's uh in a thunderstorm. Like like otherwise,
0: if that wasn't gonna happen, what's what's he tick tocking? Like him doing yeah. a cannonball in the water. Well, he
4: if you listen if you listen to the if you listen to the audio of it, he talks about uh how he comes out, and he goes, Oh, you gotta see this is this is great. It's raining. Swimming in the rain is so much better than you know, yeah. not or whatever. That's what he says. So he jumps give it Once maybe. again, the lesson <laughs> is don't do that. That's <laughs> foolish, right? So.
3: Man. All right. Those are pretty good, MJ. So Phil, you got one, two, but what, three? I got three.
0: I'm, nice. I'm going to start with this uh, tweet only in Boston. You're going to like this one, uh, Jill. <laughs> uh, this was at Fenway Park. And it's it's uh, someone yeah. in the crowd. is, And you can see a storm is coming into Fenway Park. The lights are on. Uh, someone's in the crowd. They're kind of hanging out. Wow. And then you basically see this, uh, this bolt of lightning go across the sky. And I don't know if they're still playing the game or not, but everyone's still just sitting in the stands Man. watching yeah. this thunderstorm. Just Whoa, come on cool. in. look
4: at that. You know, right. <laughs> kind
0: of
1: like I saw this and lottery. I was like, uh, do they not like tell them they have to get out of the stands? I mean, like, where's the safety? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah.
0: And you can see the stands are full, right? I mean, they're just they're loaded with people, so everyone's just still hanging out. And and it, the audio, like when the lightning strikes, everybody goes, "Oh, oh!" Like fireworks.
3: Okay, did you see the can of beer? So that's why they're having yeah, right. the whole row. <laughs> <idea. All right.
1: laughs>
0: uh, next one I've got is uh, this. This is uh, a tornado in uh, Czech, the Czech Republic. Uh, this again oh my is on gosh. Twitter. But it's it's that a video happen. of a tornado in the Czech Republic, and it's like this guy's just like standing in his yard. Whoa! Oh, and it's goodness. literally oh. happening. You know what? Fifty yards from him, oh. there's debris flying oh. and
4: trees are bent over and
0: and and you yeah. can see the inflow. It's just sucking yeah. everything in. And he stepped inside his door and he kind of cracked his door a little bit so he could still see a little bit outside <laughs> oh, the door or the
7: window <laughs> oh the window. <laughs>
0: Of Course, yep. Then he goes by his window and he pulls the shades. Oh my god, oh and then he opens the shades, and the tornado is literally right there outside his window.
9: Holy, oh my god. God. And of course, <gasps> what happens
0: next? The window shatters. Yes,
9: oh. I like that how you okay. close the
6: blinds, and that would help. I know oh. <laughs> that oh,
0: cracked me up. Man. I thought that was funny. <laughs> close That's the blinds, crazy. Maybe, maybe it won't know I'm here. Cool video, <laughs> yeah, though.
3: It is wow. Yeah. wow.
6: That's that, that vortex that spins up right next to the building next to him. That was just insane. Tim, I'm so. pretty sure
3: he would have won with that. I'm just saying. That's cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
6: so seek shelter. And then the last
0: one I've got to share with you guys, and I'll be honest, this really isn't a weather fool. Um, it, it's, uh, it's a video, and this is from the, the Weather Channel on Twitter. But it is a video of someone's dash cam, and there's an SUV in front of them, and the SUV is going to get struck by lightning right in front of
9: them. And it literally
0: hits the SUV in front of them. Giddy know This SUV is going on a trip somewhere because they have bikes in the back. They've got luggage rack on top.
2: (laughs) Wow.
5: Oh, wow. So
0: no one was a fool, right? Because you're in your car. You're just driving, right? right? You're just driving. But look at, <laughs> I mean,
5: wow! It looks like the lights just go like could. I don't yeah. know, lightning. And it looks like, like the lights went off, like like electrical.
0: Off. Yeah, like it might yeah. have totally lost. Wow, oh lot, my lost scary. all its uh, electrical power. I, I who knows, but geez. wow,
3: that's cool though.
5: I can only imagine like being in that car. That must have been terrifying.
3: Oh, terrifying for sure. Now, if you see that on a plasma TV, oh, that's even better. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so those, those are my weather fools, mass.
3: Nice. Good job. Hey, and th- these are actually very good. So if you didn't get a chance to see them, you can check out all these on stormfrontfreaks.com. Episode 135 in the show notes section. We'll have the links for you so you can check them out yourself a brand
9: new house on an episode of Cribs And a bathroom I can play baseball in And a king-sized turn big enough for 10 plus me for what you need
5: all right. You guys know what that means. It is weather resource time and we are going to geek out extra special here today uh, because we've got some storm chasers that are going to talk about some gear. We also talk about ways that you can learn different things about the weather, forecasting, all that fun stuff. So I'm going to kick it off with Phil. We're going to see what you have and then I'll go and then we've got a special guest as well.
0: Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm going to share with you guys, and I, truthfully, I don't know if I've shared this before. My guess is I have in one of the 135 episodes or 134 <laughs> previous episodes we've had, um, because I, I use it all the time. This is a great app. It's called Hurricane Tracker. Um, I can tell you it's in the Apple and iPhone app store. I don't know if it has uh, an Android sister or not, but uh, it's called Hurricane Tracker Uh, And it's from EZ, the letters EZ Apps, Inc. Uh, This is amazing because it's every time, and it's certainly hurricane season, uh, it'll pull Atlantic and Pacific hurricanes. And you pull up the app and you just tell it, do you want to look at the Atlantic side, the the Pacific side? And then it will show you how many uh, tropical storms or depressions are going on Mm -hmm. right now, how many hurricanes are going on. You can pull up each individual tropical storm, and it will give you all the National Hurricane Center graphics. It will give you the most up-to-date satellite loops, uh, whether it's uh, it's just uh, of, of the uh, precipitation or whether it's satellite of, of clouds and, and uh, the formations. And it, it pulls up everything associated with that and everything issued as well by the National Hurricane Center. So yeah, it's really great. Shows you all the models yeah. and, and the spaghetti uh, plots uh it's just a great great resource to keep up on on what's going on where it's at you know you can right. wake up in the morning i pull that up when i know there's something going on to see where it's where it's at right now uh is it is it uh, hurricane level is it still you know a tropical storm level or whatever so great great uh resource again it's called hurricane tracker
4: and again i know it's for the iphone it I is also if- it is also available for android i just love it mm.
2: nice graphics go. Oh,
5: nice That's awesome. I actually don't have that app. So I think I'm going to actually get it right now. That's awesome. Thanks, Phil. Okay, so I'm going to go really quick. And um, speaking about, um, you know, your chief there, Jill, going to aviation, I love actually JP. JP is a a good friend of mine. Um, I actually Mm -hmm. am bringing up aviationweather.gov, which I think is always kind of fun. Um, If you're a weather geek, you're probably you love flying in the skies and just, you know, seeing where their reports are coming out of um, when it comes to turbulence and everything else. And so if you go to aviationweather.gov, It basically shows you the reports of all the flights literally around the globe where there's turbulence, high turbulence, low turbulence. Mm -hmm. You can look at surface wind, icing, um, freeze reports, um, all that kind of stuff. And you can like literally zoom in. um, You can zoom out. Um, around the entire globe and see what's going on, see the the flights that have been there and basically the reports that they have, which kind of gives you a fun global view of what is going on. You can look at the specific NITAR reports, um, Literally and see what the weather is like um, around the world. But I think this is fun, especially like before I go flying, um, seeing what the turbulence is going to be like, but also what the weather is going to be like wherever I'm going, Um, especially if I'm going across the pond to Europe or anywhere else internationally, but I think it's super geeky and fun. And you can literally like, I can spend like 30, 45 minutes just on this site, looking at the different observations, the tools and everything else they have. So I thought it would be something fun to bring up.
3: Jen, there was like one flight in California. I'm like, what is going on over there? It's nothing.
5: (laughs) You know, they had an earthquake earlier today too. Oh, I Um, didn't know that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, a pretty maybe significant one. I'm not sure one of my friends is out there and was reporting about that. But um oh, wow. but anyway, so yeah, so that's for fun uh, aviation weather <coughs> and uh pilots, weather geeks. And we have one more, Scott. Let's talk about yes, gear and all the fun storm chasing stuff really quick.
6: Absolutely. Well, you know, you have your typical dash cam in your car. I know some people have Um, you know, other ones for, uh, wide shots, but, um, I've had a lot of success with GoPros, especially the new ones that have come out. Um, you can attach, uh, for instance, for the hero eight and the nines, uh, they've come out with GoPros where you can attach what's called a media mod, which allows you to attach a, uh, external microphone to the GoPro to give you higher quality, uh, audio, uh, while you're chasing. So I, I, I don't know how many people know about this, but, um, That's GoPro doesn't seem to advertise it very, uh, a lot, but, um, I've had a lot of success with it. Um, and obviously the GoPro, uh, gives you your wide angle shot, So you don't have to choose between a wide shot or a tight shot with the dash cam. You have an alternative, uh, to just fixed wide angle.
5: Awesome, I love
6: that.
5: Hey, do
0: you have an idea, Scott, what what the external mic goes for generally? What was that? Ask
6: me that again.
0: What the mic, how much that runs,
6: like how much it costs to get that external mic? I mean, you can get, um, you can can choose. Uh, I use a little road, okay? Yeah, that's the great thing about the media mod. Um, you attach to your GoPro, I think the media mod is like $70. Um, but. It enables you to attach any kind of microphone you want to the GoPro and it's got a cold shoe. it's got two cold shoes but I use the top one um, for the GoPro, the hero eight and the nine. Um, and you can you can choose any microphone you want. You can create a, a harness for it um, where you can get a, a large microphone.
9: Uh, so so can, I, the, the, can,
3: can I use my big blue snowball? Can I have one of those to <laughs> Probably
9: <laughs> not. Right. I don't know if it's got a USB. Yeah, <laughs> That's useful.
5: Yeah. That's awesome. Scott, thank you for yeah. sharing that. I appreciate Absolutely. that. And so yeah. if, if you can go to uh, stormfrontfreaks.com, episode 135 show notes, where you're going to get all the links to all the fun sites and gear that we just talked about and everything else going on as well.
3: Awesome. Thank you, <laughs> hey, time now for the fun part of the show. Not that the other part wasn't fun, but we were scouring the dark web. When I say we, I really mean Phil because I'm never on the dark web. But, anyway, just to let you know, time now for, for wasted weather. And what we've done is we've actually been looking for some folks who maybe uh, maybe they stopped by a bar or something prior to going on the air. Could have been a uh, storm chaser. Could have been a uh, on-air talent, et cetera. But we found Reed Timmer. Reed should be ashamed of yourselves.
0: <laughs> oh. yeah. So I'll, I'll just share this with you guys. I'll set it up a little bit. So I was just looking around, and and of course you you find the stuff that gets discarded, and and when we do these wasted weather clips, you understand why they were discarded. But yeah. um, so Reed was recently setting up. So he's got a vehicle. I don't I truth I don't know what kind of vehicle it is, but it's just a car. Uh, but he calls it the Dominator <laughs> Four, and it's, it's a Subaru. Been, it's a Subaru. Okay, so it's been beat to <laughs> by hail. I mean, it's it's been beat, and and he he's got some deal now with flex tape. <laughs>
9: oh my gosh, <laughs>
0: dude! And and so um. he had his vehicle all flex taped and flex sealed and flex I don't know what, but this was a clip he did while his car was in the garage getting all flexed up. But you could tell he probably he was he is definitely in the bag. So I'll just play the clip for you.
9: Major waterproofing exercise happening here with the Dominator Four. This is Sasha and <laughs> <in> Critter's <laughs> office here.
7: Stop,
9: what have you? Uh, this is where the magic happens. This is where the- dominator four is waterproof turning it into a submarine (laughs) ahead of hurricane season we've got elsa out there causing problems not yet but could cause problems of portions of the greater antilles lesser antilles as well maybe even the southeastern u.s but a long hurricane season ahead and we're also gonna be mounting the dominator weather station on the roof. <laughs> Never stop flexing. <laughs> okay. Never stop flexing. So you, you can see why There's they discarded
0: something. they discarded that clip. <laughs> wow. uh, oh my gosh.
3: Now <laughs> That's we're going have that, we're gonna have that in the show notes too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to send anybody to the dark web
9: uh,
7: in, in the send me a postcard drop me a line you've got mail baby yeah.
4: alright MJ what do we got in the bag All right. Well, We're in the I, bag I'm, yeah, I'm not in the bag I'm okay uh, but we've got plenty of uh, messages uh, just me Sarah Vanessa checked in on Podbean uh, was watching episode 121 Who, uh, when our guest was Meredith Garofalo uh, yeah. And and gave us three hearts. So Aww. thank you, uh, Sarah. So nice. I'm disappointed so it wasn't four, but yeah, that's all right. We'll take it. I don't. I think, <laughs> it's, I think it's somebody. It's three out of three, so we're good. Oh, okay. uh-huh. Nicholas uh, Nicholas <laughs> Isabella chimed in okay. with uh, great work, guys, and that was a reference to our five years with the Freaks episode. So uh, five years. Yeah, there you go. That's awesome. Jail. Patreon supporter Josh uh, Burnham, who who is with us tonight, I believe, gave us a shout when he said, Tornado trackers, weather brains, and storm front freaks are the podcasts I listen to. Nice. Oh, Josh. Thank you,
5: Josh. Josh.
3: Send him a check. Send him a
4: check. Um, (laughs) Our our newest Patreon member with us tonight, Angela Crager, tweeted out, I got name dropped on the Stormfront Freaks podcast. And guess what? You did again. Woo-hoo! Wait was that again, MJ. Who was that again? That was Angela Crager. Mm-hmm. Angela. Woo! Angela <laughs> Krager. That's right. She's awesome.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
7: She is awesome.
4: Um, let's see. Solid F2 uh pod, uh, who is Joe Mays, who we also saw um a contribution from earlier. Um also a past guest of course and patreon supporter checked in on insta uh, in reference to greg's dodge city chase photo and he said was just reading about this storm chasing day after you mentioned it on a past episode of Stormfront freaks excellent shot as always nice so a nice little shout out to greg um and uh, uh joe by the way is also a host Um, on the Twitter, sorry, on the Twister Minute by Minute podcast, which was what he was on talking about. Uh, And uh, a week or so ago, he uh, tweeted out, happy to be back on the mic. Recently with the Solid F2 pod uh, and the uh, Twister Minute Minute by Minute podcast, we have released episodes covering through minute 64 of the (laughs) Twister movie. Wow. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and and, meant, and it's great. You should. You've got to tune into that. People got to take a look at that. Uh, and then said, for some added meteorology motivation, I'm getting caught up on the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Oh, so. yeah.
0: motivate! That's awesome. Baby. We're yep. all about.
4: We're all. We're there. We are there for you. It's so. just an excuse to drink, isn't it? Watch us. Yes. <laughs> so thank you, everybody, for checking in, and please continue to do that. You can find us uh, all over the place: Facebook, uh, Insta or Instagram, I'm old, right? I, I call it that. Uh, and Twitter, of course, and at stormfrontfreaks.com.
0: Yeah. And, and I'll tell you this, we, we haven't had, uh, we get Apple podcast reviews and, and you guys have been great about giving us great five-star reviews, but we haven't gotten a written review from anybody for like a year. Uh, so I, I encourage you, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts right now, um, yeah, d- drop us a written review, and we'll 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 do a name drop for you, like we did for Andrew. We well. will absolutely
4: cool. do that. Is that
0: right. Uh Is that Yes, the, uh, that ring? that just about does it, uh, guys, for this episode <laughs> of Stormfront Freaks podcast. Want to thank you for listening or watching. Uh, but before I announce our next guest, if you do like the show, uh, don't forget to subscribe or to follow uh, the Stormfront Freaks network. That way, you're going to get notified. You'll receive the latest episodes of the show and El Ninos. It'll be delivered right to your podcast player the moment that it gets released. And also uh, help us out, share it with other Storm Freaks and, and help spread the word about the show. And as I said earlier, visit patreon.com slash Storm Freaks. You can check out all the ways we can do more with you. And uh, you can also help support the show, whether it's the, the live access to view and chat during the raw video recordings. Uh, I mentioned we got exclusive merch I just uh, sent out. Uh, Steve's on the show, was watching on the show tonight, just sent him the exclusive Stormfront Freaks Um, t-shirt. You can also uh, join us and our guests in the green room, uh, just like Dan and Angela tonight as well. But just go to patreon.com slash Stormfront Freaks. You can join the team. Uh, But a a huge thank you to all of you that are helping to support us and and help us pay for all the things that we got to uh, keep this up uh, with our all the internet stuff that MJ basically does. So, uh, special thanks to our guests tonight: uh, Jill Gelardi, Scott Peak, Timbaca. Thanks so much, guys. Awesome. Woo! We we nice told man, Jill yeah. it was going to be another fifteen minutes, and I think it ended up being another half hour. So, Jill, I'm I'm sorry, your dogs and cats are probably <laughs> killing you. But, uh, but thank you. You're I, I do appreciate treats. the time. Okay, fine. <laughs> nice. Do appreciate the time, and you guys are great. So uh, thanks, and and again, congratulations, Scott and Tim. Uh, Outstanding. Hey, we're going to be back in two weeks recording live and raw for our Patreon members. Uh, This is going to be on Thursday, July 22nd, with Storm Chaser for the Tornado Titans, Brandon Sullivan, Mm -hmm. uh, is going to be with us. The audio podcast, as always, will be up and available the following Sunday. So uh, for MJ, Maz, Jen, Tim, Jill, Scott, Dan, Angela, for everybody. I'm gonna go ahead and signal the all-clear. And uh we're gonna catch you guys next time. So thanks. Good night, everybody.
9: Bye. Woo. Bye. Good night. Good night.
4: Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more. Visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.